welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose of our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. And we cover a rainbow of subjects in this realm. I like that. Rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have you ever met someone for the first time, but immediately felt like you knew the person from somewhere? Or you may have traveled to a foreign country for the first time, but felt like you were home? I'm sure we've all had those experiences throughout our lives. So today we're asking, do I know you from somewhere? You do. (laughs) And we'll explore the topic of recalling past lives. I didn't know the term reincarnation until I was 16, but I knew that I've had previous lifetimes as a child. I guess I didn't know about reincarnation because I didn't know the word reincarnation, but I did know about reincarnation. Often, very young children will still be able to recall that they were alive and aware as spirit before they were born, and that they have lived before as a different person. We have an adult friend who we've known since he was eight years old. He used to complain to his mother from time to time about how they were doing things by saying, but but this isn't the way we used to do it in China. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he used to say, back in China. (laughs) Yeah, back in China. He was a blue-eyed, blonde-haired, all-American boy who had never been out of the state, much less the country, when he would say things like that. Someone I knew very close to me when he was seven years old told his mother details about five of his previous lifetimes. One of those lifetimes, he said he was a U.S. president and said, which one? He knew the details about his death in that lifetime that weren't covered by scientists studying the DNA of U.S. presidents until a few years after he told me. And um, I think that story is told in uh, your book, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and you are the answer. Awareness and knowledge about past lives will eventually become everyday experiences for most people. Today, more and more people are moving beyond conjecture and starting to have experiences of having lived before as different people in different places. We even have friends who are aware that a nephew is the reincarnation of their father or that a daughter is the reincarnation of their mother who died at an early age. Some of us even are aware that a pet can be a reincarnation of an earlier pet we had. Because the life cycle of an animal is usually much shorter than our own, we have the opportunity to experience their multiple lifetimes during one of ours. We've had the same dog soul come back to us twice more during our lifetime since she first came into our lives this time. She's looking to reincarnate again to meet up with us. 
In fact, I've been in the process of writing my first book about her incredible story with the working title, Shanti's Lives, The Extraordinary Story of Animal Reincarnation. Although in most cases, it's not that important to know the minute details of a past life, but it certainly expands our understanding of ourselves and others in our lives when we begin to become more aware of our many lifetimes. Just as we develop and deepen our relationship with a person over the years, we do so over lifetimes as well. Ultimately, as souls, we come together time and time and again to learn indispensable lessons about ourselves and our lives. With every relationships, with every relationship, we put up a mirror to ourselves. Oh no, you again. <laughs> <laughs> we try out different races, cultures, nationalities, religions, genders, socioeconomic statuses, and abilities, as well as different forms of relationships with one another across the lifetimes. You may know a soul as your father in one lifetime and as your wife or friend in another. Over the course of many lifetimes, we may explore many different forms of relationships with the same soul. Some of that comes from our need to work out some karmic or incomplete cycles and other aspects result from agreement between us to accomplish something together. When Michael and I got together in this incarnation, there was no question that we would be working together. I don't think we even talked about it. It was mutually understood, even if at times we didn't know exactly what we were going to be doing together. Most of the time, we don't even have to discuss with each other who's going to do what. Raphael just does certain things, and I do certain things, and everything somehow gets done. That comes from many lifetimes of working together. So how do I know that? How do, I, how do we know not only that we've known each other many times before, but what we did together, or how we did it, or where we lived, or what our relationship was to each other? All our experience and information is within us already, in full. Most people are not that aware of how much they know or how capable they really are. It's like having nearsightedness as a soul. They're concentrating so much of their awareness on a small part of their lives that they fail to see how big their lives really are. It's true. You have a big life. (laughs) Really big. So becoming more aware of your past lives and those of others is just one of the natural consequences of expanding your awareness. My starting point in this current lifetime in terms of past life recall was a definite knowing that I've lived other lives before this one. That's a kind of overall knowing without exact details of anything. I had that from very early on in my life. But around fourth grade is when I personally started having a lot of past life memory popping up in different forms. Some of it was a 
knowing. Whereas others of it was seeing visions of past lives. Scenes from the past, so to speak. And knowing, oh, that was me. Or I had something to do with that situation. Other times, I was told something about my past life by one of my spirit guides. I, I hear my spirit guide go, going, oh yeah, this was you, or this was you in another lifetime, or something of that nature. You were there. Or I suddenly was actually there in the past life and experiencing it, even to the temporary exclusion of any awareness of my current life. Here as Michael Tamura, right? Different name, different body, different everything. So essentially, you know, when we're going from lifetime to lifetime, we're different people. <laughs> Sometimes as different as somebody else you know currently, and you look at that person and go, I'm so different from this person. Hey, some of the lifetimes we've had in the past, we could say that same thing. That's not me. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> it's just like we might say, you know, we have something embarrassing or humiliating from our earlier life. And we go, no, da, 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 da. no that wasn't me. <laughs> this is who I am now. And that's true. This is who I am now. The sum total of all those lifetimes. But I've had a few occasions in which I was transported so thoroughly into another lifetime experience that during that time, I had no consciousness of being who I am in this lifetime. There's no consciousness of this lifetime because at that time, when I was living the other lifetime, I didn't know the future that I was going to be Michael Tamura doing what I'm doing and feeling what I feel, thinking what I think in this lifetime. After I returned to the present be in those kind of experiences, I realized, oh, yeah, I'm Michael Tamura, and this is 2018, and well, a lot of times I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Most of the day. <laughs> That's okay. Raphael, what day is it today? Okay. And what lifetime is this? <laughs> uh, it's your Michael Tamora lifetime, yes. <laughs> and, you know, uh, some one of the times that I was transported like that into a total different lifetime I wrote about in my book was I was a teenage servant, like around 14 years old, in ancient Egypt. And I was going through a whole ceremony with my elders, with, with teachers, preparing me for being buried with my pharaoh that I served. And I was very excited. I was very, you know, willing to do that. But they were taking me through uh, a ceremony <clears throat> so that I wouldn't go through a fear and, and pain and things of that nature. So if you want to learn more about that one, it's in my book, You Are the Answer. Another time, I was a seven-year-old girl 
getting ready to die in a very unusual way in Hiroshima in 1945. Yes, you can look that up in the history books. <laughs> it was going, wow, what a bright light here, and then going to a different bright light in heaven. So every lifetime, we have, you know, so much experience, but some of them become very pertinent to where we're going, what we're doing, what we need to learn, what we need to remember right now in this lifetime. And sometimes I would just know things from a lifetime rather than knowing which lifetime, what it was, who I was, and so forth. More often than not, I know that, you know, what kind of lifetime I had generally, rather than know, you know, complete details such as name and address and so forth. Because for most of the times, those things, those details aren't important for me. For some people, it is. In most cases, as souls, the most important aspect of past life recall is what we learned in that lifetime or what we learned at that time in that lifetime that relates to what we're learning today in this life. Sort of like an overlay of a lifetime onto this life. Yeah, and that's almost always, that's when I have these types of very vivid recall of a different lifetime is I'm going through something right now. Uh, Just one of many, 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 many examples. Uh, The first time I was was in uh, Egypt, I was, uh, I mean, not Egypt, uh, before Egypt, I was Greece, Athens. And I was at one of the uh, ruins in Athens, and I climbed up the the side of this kind of fortress. Uh, and as I walked up to the, the one of the remaining walls, and I'm looking over the wall, it's quite a ways down. And next thing, I'm going down. <laughs> Fortunately, not in this body, but I was for a few seconds. I was totally in that lifetime as a, as a warrior, as a soldier. And back in ancient Greece, I was um, defending that fortress and got shot with an arrow and I went down. I'm going over the, over the wall and down the cliff side. So, and then I, of course, I'm back to this lifetime and go, whoa, hey, that was one of my lifetimes. And if I wanted to get more information about that, I would have just gone into a meditation and take a look at, oh, I didn't know about this particular lifetime. So, but at that time, I had other things to do, and it wasn't that important for me other than, oh, that's how I died in that spot. And, and what's important about that was I can then decide, ah, I don't have to stay stuck even a little bit in that situation. So I gathered up all my energy from that particular lifetime in ancient Greece, brought it back to the present. And every time I do that, over a period of time after that, I would start to be more aware. I would start to have something I didn't have 
on tap before in this life. And I would recall, not just remember, but I would recall my own consciousness and energy that got hung up in certain situations in a past life. And once I have access, free access to that, I can use it. It's not important which life it was, but now I can use that information and that energy to live my life now. So there are many times in this lifetime, especially when I was in an urgent situation, like needing help or needing to help out someone else, being, let's say, physically attacked by a stranger, or having to deal with a life-threatening situation. I would find that I have the know-how to do something from a past life, even if in my current life I had no clue or training. I just find myself doing something, and after the fact, after it's all done, I go, whoa, how did I know how to do that? (laughs) Well, we have our first break coming up, and there's much more to talk about in this past life realm. Meanwhile, if you'd like to wake up to your astral life and learn about making the astral part of your everyday life, be sure to join us for our teleclass, not this Saturday, but the one after, I believe, December 29th, it's after Christmas, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time. It'll help you become much more aware that you are alive and well and productive beyond this physical world. We hope you can join us for this wonderful teleclass. You can get details and sign up uh, information on our website events calendar section at michaeltamora.com, michaeltamora.com, or you can call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours. Pacific Time, Monday to Friday, with the exception of December 24th to January 2nd, when our assistant will be out of the office. Otherwise, you will have to sign up online for this class. We'll continue with Don't I Know You From Somewhere, Recalling Past Lives, when we return. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-484-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we are exploring past lives and how you can recall them more. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, along with the importance of just knowing that past lives exist. Um, you know, some people are very doubtful about this and, and um, or skeptical, but I've had the uh, honor, if you will, to have been told about reincarnation and past lives when I was a little child as a five-year-old, not by any person, but I was told in a dream, and it was something I carried with me all through my childhood, and then I learned the word reincarnation. That's what we talked about at the beginning, and um, what I noticed for myself is that with remembering past lives, it happens in a lot of different ways, and as a spiritual teacher, I see it a lot of times in people who are not aware that the lessons they're going through are one's that they didn't finish in another lifetime. That's what I call the past life overlay. Oh, yes, this is an incomplete cycle from another lifetime, a lesson that you're learning, uh, relearning, and having an opportunity to complete correctly. Yeah, so if you didn't do your homework last lifetime, then, you know, when you show up to class this lifetime, you have to finish your homework first. That's exactly <laughs> right. So one of the places where, um, from for myself, where past lives will show up for me really clearly, will be in dreams. And the very first time I dreamed a past life, um, I was in my very early twenties, and I had this very vivid dream of being a tiny little, about a twelve-year-old girl with. A head of very curly red hair in a Roman household during the time of Jesus. And <clears throat> I was speaking English in the dream, but uh, kind of like old English, my lady, my lady, you know, that sort of thing <laughs> that gave it that very old feel. And 
what I saw was through a little hole next to the door, I saw coming up the walk, the Master Jesus himself. And I was so excited about seeing him because I had heard about him. And I knew when, for the few moments in that dream that I was aware that I was what, what was called in the old days a scullery maid or a kitchen helper. Um, I was a servant in that lifetime. And later I learned uh, through readings as well as my own meditations that I was friends with a child that w- became very close to Jesus and, and also wrote part a little part of the Bible, which was the one known as Mark. He was a child like I was during the time of Jesus's um, mission, which was only a few years long. Well, his his public mission anyway. So that was one of the ways I recalled one of my first uh, past lives. But sometimes somebody else will come up with it. A reader, perhaps a psychic reader or someone will say, oh, yeah, you're working this past life where you were uh, working at the uh, Oracle as an Oracle at Delphi or something such as that. You know, we have those glorious lifetimes where we actually accomplished our missions. And then we have our not so glorious lifetimes where we haven't forgiven ourselves. And I would say we have many more ordinary lifetimes than we do the extraordinary ones. And the ordinary ones are not less important. We just give the opinion of, oh, I'm having an ordinary lifetime. Well, you asked for that lifetime because you had to work specific lessons. So yeah, it's, it's like... Um you know, uh, these days I don't hear it as much, but, oh, 20 years ago or so, up to then, so many times I'd be talking to a woman who's a, uh, a wife to somebody and a mother to children and whatnot, and a full-time mom, and I'd ask her, you know, I said, oh, what do you do? And when I ask people what what do they do, it's it's broad. It's not like... What's your day job? Or <laughs> what, uh, uh, what is it? You know, do you, do you do for a hobby? It's it's just what do you do in life? You know, and but a lot of people immediately uh, interpret it as what kind of a job do you have? What's your career and things like that? So these women, so many of them would answer, "Oh, I I'm just a mother." I'm a housewife and a mother. Oh, yeah, I'm just a housewife and a mother. And when they say that, it's not with enthusiasm and, and you know, uh, hey, this is the great thing I'm doing. It's like, hey, that's, that's, I'm, I'm just... I'm ordinary. Uh, yeah, I'm ordinary. And ordinary is not supposed to be very good. And so, and it's amazing because the people I'm asking are anything but ordinary. And and I have great respect for them and everything because I'm seeing what they've been through, what kinds of lifetimes they've had getting to the place where they are what they call just an ordinary housewife and mother. <laughs> not doing any, they're not Nobel Prize winners or they're not, you know, uh, Grammy Award winners or Oscar Award winners or gold medalists or anything like that. And they didn't come up with a vaccine for preventing cancer or anything like that. So they think they're ordinary. But I'm looking at, oh, they were a very capable, uh, great pharaoh leader in ancient Egypt. Or they were a, a, a 
a warrior in uh, uh, Mongolia and and um, uh, fighting Genghis Khan and <laughs> different things and keeping saving saving their village or whatever like that. And they've done all kinds of things. There are scientists that came up with some remedies and and treatments for certain kinds of illnesses. So, huh, how come one soul has to go through a lifetime of being just maintaining a household and just, you know, you can't be out in the world too much. You're not leading a whole tribe or anything. Another soul in the same context as a mother and a housewife partner to somebody else has done enormous, enormous uh, amount of different things in the world. And because these are the first, you know, the kind of soul that's just beginning needs to learn how to survive in this world, how to just make things, you know, get past a day from day and and then they get on to helping someone else like their children which is a full-time occupation at that level it's learning service and learning service but the very advanced soul who comes back after having been a very big leader having been a uh, a leader and all kinds of the teacher and guide to others done tremendous work in other lifetimes, comes back and seems to have a rather ordinary life as far as they're concerned. But they're integrating all of that. And the example I use in that motherhood situation is, oh, if you really look at motherhood as a career, right? If you're a full-time mom, that's a career. You don't get paid a weekly or monthly check or anything like that, but Oh, you get paid in other ways, perhaps, <laughs> but but it's a full-time job. And if you really break down the resume for that full-time job, job description, what is it? Oh, yeah, you're a mother, okay, but what's what else to your children, let's say? Oh, you're a teacher, you're a guide, you're a friend, you're right. a nurse, you're a doctor sometimes. And you're, you're you're an accountant. You're a time management specialist, and yeah. all kinds of things. A yes. house cleaner. <laughs> yeah. You're a principal, <laughs> and you're a nanny. You're a uh, uh, a minister. You yeah. know, you're you're all kinds of. Uh, you're a, definitely a caregiver, and and so you're a counselor. You can go on and on. How many different things are on that job description if it were a professional job uh, where you get paid to do each part? And when you're working 24-7, how much would you actually get paid? Quite a a lot of money, but this is a whole different kind of payment when you volunteer to bring in or have or adopt children and dedicate yourself to raising them up and creating a better next generation. And you have to look at, what does it take? So for me, <laughs> hey, I'm not a mother. <laughs> I, I've been called a mother by, okay. in certain cases. <laughs> but I'm no mother. And, and to me, it'd be easier, a lot less work, 
to be a head of a multinational corporation <laughs> than to be a mother of several kids, right? Yeah. And it sure each each job has a its own intensity and difficulties and challenges and everything, but to me it's pretty much on the same level. Exactly. And I think in order for us to get bodies in the first place, we have to take the role of mother or father over the course of lifetimes because um, every child owes a lot to their mother or father who participate in the raising of them during that 18 to 25 years. So that's just one example of how important a so-called ordinary life is. Now, I was talking a little bit about um, past life overlays, and there can be negative ones and there can be positive ones. For instance, if, if you have an overlay of having people treat you a certain way no matter where you go, that might have something to do with your energy, but it might also have something to do with the past life lesson. Um, a positive example could be uh, one like what I've experienced from the time I was about 19 years old All my life, and I'm in my 60s now, people have gifted me with incredibly beautiful original art. We've had to pay for almost no art unless there was something I fell in love with and and purchased out of my pocket. But most of the art that Michael and I own, and some of it is really beautiful art. Museum quality. Museum quality art was given to me over the years as a gift. And I was always sort of wondering, you know, that is such a nice thing because I've had to work so hard for money and I had my period of time when I was working very hard just to survive, just like most people in their 20s. But here came my first art and then second and third and we have some such beautiful pieces. And we had this friend who wrote this amazing book called Extraordinary Times, Extraordinary Beings. His name was Wayne Peterson. He passed away in 2017. And he called me up one day and said, Raphael, I've been looking for this person who was in my past life. And I think it was you. (laughs) And um, I looked up this person. It was really hard to look her up because she was um, of Russian descent And not a lot is on the internet about her, but she is out there. I'm not going to say her name at this point because I can't remember the third last name. (laughs) Russian names are hard. Uh, The woman would have her father's uh, last name last and and then her her husband's last name. So anyway, she she was a princess, but uh, not one of great renown or anything as far as the royalty was concerned. She was married to a prince, but she she came with her own wealth, and she started an artist community and worked her entire life to, to try and help keep Russian folk art alive during the 1800s. And um, when I looked at her, here's another thing. When I looked at a picture of her, she looked a lot like I did when I was young, um, which is interesting because we have a friend of ours who does past life reincarnation research. And that's one of the things he's really interested in is how people sometimes look like that their past life selves, even if it's just their eyes. Yeah. The eyes always tell yes. you the story exactly yeah, so recognize the eyes of a past life friend right away exactly so anyway the point i was making is the reason why i've been given 
artwork all my life is that I helped artists. I had actually a place where artists would come from all over the world and stay and do their artwork in this place in Russia. Yeah, it's interesting. I've known this about Raphael for many years, and I've always been amused and and delighted that so many great artists would come to her and say, here, I need to give you this. And so I thought it was all her, but then I'm looking at all the artwork (laughs) on our walls, even right now in this studio room, and I go, oh, people have given me beautiful artwork original artwork all along as well. And I go, oh, yeah. Now, what did I do to deserve that? <laughs> and, but uh, it's, it's an amazing thing when these are, that's something I've never even looked at in, in the past. I just uh, always assumed, oh, yeah, we have great artwork in our house because Raphael gets all these great artworks. I even win some yeah. in, in uh, contests. And I'm just looking at several uh, here in the other rooms that, oh, it was given to me because of this, that, or the other thing. So, you know, a lot of times we don't have to do certain things in our current lifetime because for me, like, I spent a major portion of my growing up years on, a, on U.S. military bases in Japan since I went to school on them, and most of my friends lived on such bases. I knew I wouldn't be in the military this lifetime. I've had many lifetimes in military service, and this time I was to devote my life in other arenas. So I knew I, I have to stay out of that, even though I, I respect. I have great friends who are in the uh, careers in their military. And I was also to stay out of politics this lifetime. I've been in that many, many times. I knew I could enjoy music and art as hobbies, but I wasn't to get too involved in them either. That wasn't because I didn't love music and art, but because my love of them would easily distract me from what I was to do in this life. So what we've learned in prior lifetimes, we used to fulfill our purpose in this one. It would be counterproductive to keep doing the same things lifetime after lifetime when we truly learn something. We live it and move on. Whoa, our second break is already coming right up, and it's only 13 days until Christmas. If you're looking for an inspirational, wisdom-filled, and fun gift or stocking stuffer, it's kind of a rather large stocking stuffer, order Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose. You may find it easily through Amazon.com, or if you'd like Michael to personally sign it for you or whomever the book is for, just call our office before December 21st and order a special signed copy. It's made a wonderful Christmas gift for many awakening souls all over the world. There are also editions in a variety of other languages from French, German, and Greek to Hungarian and Bulgarian. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of past lives. See you in a couple of minutes.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Sometimes the curveballs that life throws you are just too much to handle. You may have been abused. You may be going through serious addictions. You may be bullied. You may think it's over and nobody cares. Stop. There is a forum for you. Listen for Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out. Hosted by Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher. We give you a voice and provide an outlet for your stories. We can help one show at a time. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. In fact, don't I know you from somewhere? We are looking at past lives today. Well, a lot of my recall of certain past lives comes from interaction with souls from those lifetimes I meet in this one, visiting places where I've lived before, or places I had experiences in prior lifetimes, and studying about certain places and times. When I was talking about when my recall really start to kick in around fourth grade. A lot of it was in school because my teacher was a kind of a history buff. So a lot of our concentration focus was on history, everything from ancient Egypt and ancient Greece to uh, the American revolutionary times, the founding of this country. All these were when the assignment was given. Bam! <laughs> there was a there was a radio show I think way back when called "You Are There," <laughs> and it's it's a kind of a time in history that it's uh, presented as right now. You know, it's happening right now, so you you can really experience what it was like. 
and the title of it was called You Are There. <laughs> I, I like that. But to me, these experiences were like that, where my teacher would be saying, okay, uh, tonight's homework assignment is, you know, uh, doing ancient Egypt and blah, blah, blah. And bam, I'm already partway in there. So sometimes I got into trouble because I didn't follow the specific instruction of what I'm supposed to do, what that assignment was for, because I was so much into bringing the download from that lifetime and so involved in it that I just did a ton more uh, work on the assignment and made it into a huge project. And it's like, okay, I figured I can get away with it because I did, uh, you know, 20 times more than everybody else in my class. And but it, the teacher didn't like it. It all just downloaded into your awareness rather than looking it up in some encyclopedia. Yeah. And and sometimes it would happen when I am looking something uh, that I'm supposed to, you know, learn about in the textbook or encyclopedia, and bam, the rest of it starts to come in. And sometimes the actual information that I start to get from my past life recall contradicts what the textbook says or what the encyclopedia says. And that's a tough one for a anybody, adults, but especially for a kid, because you're supposed to be the one learning, and the experts are saying one thing, and what you're getting is a total different thing. Can I mention something? One of the examples for me was that when I was a child, and I'd go to Catholic church, I would come back uh, and tell my mother, Jesus never said that. (laughs) Yeah, it's like our friend who used to say, we didn't do it that way in, in China. China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then a lot of times adults, his mother, this this guy's mother, uh, at the time was very very psychic herself and very aware, so she didn't invalidate him. She just thought was, wow, of all places he would refer to, why China? And she started to look into that. And uh, whereas with Raphael's case, people just dismissed it because what's she talking about, right? In the Bible it says, yeah, da-da-da. da-da-da. <laughs> and and uh, Raphael and I have both have experiences in school, all through school. We'd be bored out of our, you know, minds in history classes usually. The only time it was exciting was in fourth grade. But later on, like in high school, junior high, it was so boring, I slept through all my history classes. And why was it boring? Because most of it wasn't true. It's it's It contradicts what I knew intuitively. No, that's not what happened during that time in history. Because I was there. <laughs> and so, so then I just go, well, forget it. I'm just going to go to sleep. And I had to learn to just memorize the dates and times and this and that, the facts that they wanted for testing, then I would get a good grade and write up something that sounded good. But in the meantime, I knew that wasn't that wasn't really what was going on. And finally, here I am, 65 years old now, and we saw a movie last night, a documentary, and they're finally starting to uh, confirm 
what I've known for 45, 50 years. <laughs> Why don't you mention the name of the movie? Oh, the movie was uh, called what? Beyond Majestic? Yes, David Wilcox's movie. It's well made. And, and the interviews, you know, it's, it's very dense. It's got a lot of info. But, but it's things we've known about all along. Oh, yes. And so it's, it's uh, stuff that when you know too early on in your life, before a lot of evidence and proof and people what people need because a lot of people are not at that place of being able to just trust their own intuitive knowingness and go oh yeah this is a lot closer if not the truth it's a lot closer to the truth but before we round up today i want to give you a chance on uh, some tools on how to how to start to tap in a little bit more to your own experience of life don't think of it as recalling past lives it's all part of it's like chapters of your real life your whole life and so your last lifetime or 20 lifetimes ago it's no different than yesterday day before in this lifetime it's just you had a different costume on you know maybe when 10 years ago you're you're, you were into a certain kind of fashion and clothing, hairstyle. Very, very, very different than what you wear today and how your hair is now. Well, my hair is a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's different outer costume, but the inside life is the same. You're the same being, still learning. And of course, you're different than when you were in third grade, because you've learned so much since then. So you're not going to be, hopefully, acting like you were in third grade (laughs) or four years old or whatever now at 40 or 60 or whatever. But it's a different life in a sense. You're a different person now, but it's still the same life. So I'd like you to give yourselves a deep breath, find a comfortable place to sit with both feet flat on the floor, and any of you who've listened to some of our past episodes, you know about the grounding. So I'll do it real quickly. Just imagine, close your eyes. Just be aware. And imagine you're aware in the center, the very center of your head. Yeah, it's that spot that's completely neutral all the time, completely still. Everything could be in an upheaval around you. And in your feelings and thoughts could be a a mess. But the more you start to be in the center of your head, the more peaceful and still that part of you starts to experience. Then you can handle all the commotion. You can handle the heavy, intense challenges in life. The emotionality, the thoughts, everything. Okay. So then, being in the center of your head, just imagine you're sitting on this giant, giant tree trunk, flat on top, comfortable. You can imagine anything, so make it really comfortable. And that top of the tree trunk is connected to your first chakra, at the base of your spine, just above the tip of your tailbone, it's an energy center. It's connected there, and then the other end is connected to the center of the earth. Ah, notice the difference. All right? Give yourself another deep breath. 
And just imagine the earth energy flowing up from your feet chakras through the legs, center of the legs, into your first chakra. You don't have to uh, worry about any excess. They'll just get grounded right out. And then imagine on the other end, at the top of your head, your crown chakra, cosmic energy just flowing in through the four channels down your back to the first chakra. And the mixture of about 85% cosmic, 15% earth energy going up the front two channels through all the chakras and out the crown chakra like a beautiful continuous flow of a golden energy. And also across the shoulders, down the arms, and out the hands. So that's just a real quick version of grounding and running the earth and cosmic energies. Ah, Now, would you imagine a nice rose representing you and the stem represents all your incarnations here on earth. Okay? And then just ask yourself, okay, what's one lifetime, prior lifetime, that I'm drawing information or energy from or that I'm needing to integrate at this time in my life? And as you imagine that, let it become a golden ring somewhere along the stem of the rose. The hip of the rose is, is the closest to the current lifetime, and the bottom of the stem is the oldest, most prior lifetime. Okay? So notice where that gold ring appears on the stem of that rose, representing you and all your lifetimes. And ah, as you look at the where the gold ring is, just tune into that one. And next to it, just imagine the image, an image from that particular lifetime appearing. Ah, and whatever that image, even if it doesn't make any sense, whatever that image is, just let it appear. And then just be aware Ah, you're in that lifetime, and would you look down at your feet and notice what kind of shoes, what kind of, you know, uh, footwear, if any, could be barefoot or whatever, you have. And then just look up from your feet and see what, what other kinds of articles of clothing you might be wearing in that lifetime. And then ask yourself, huh, was that a lifetime as a woman or as a man? In that particular scene, how old are you? And then look around and see what you see around you and get the sense of it. So this is just the beginning. And once you do this, you can do this on your own and spend a little more time and see what you get. But once you're done with it, it's important for you to imagine that rose. Ah, you step out of that lifetime, be in the center of your head, in the present, and then imagine that uh, any scenes and everything, put it into that rose, and imagine that whole rose and the scenes exploding in a flash of light. Let it go. Always finish by being in the present. Okay, and then just imagine that gold sun coming all the way through, filling up your whole space. Stretch, and then bend on over, and just drain off any any excess energies, and come back up 
and open your eyes. All right, well, my, how time flies when you've lived so many times before. (laughs) We're coming to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed that exercise. Next Wednesday on Living the Miracle with both Michael and me, we'll celebrate the true spirit of Christmas and explore birthing the Christ within. Please tell your friends how much you enjoy our show and share it on social media. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.